the scene where it's like, can you move your seat up? No. no. everybody and happy monday welcome to the geek squared show the show where we talk about the things that we talk about my name's emma i'm tilly and today we are going to be talking about the first season of falcon and the winter soldier so obviously spoiler alert for both this falcon and the winter soldier and i think wandavision as well because we are going to be talking about that then again if you watched our last week's episode you already have all the spoilers so sorry (laughs) (laughs) that is true So just like last week, if you haven't seen Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we highly recommend you do so and then come listen to this episode because we are going to be talking about huge spoilers for the series, so far anyway. We're going to be talking about what we liked, what we disliked, and everything in between. Falcon and the Winter Soldier is another Marvel-affiliated series, and here we follow the titular Falcon, who is Sam Wilson, and the Winter Soldier, Bucky Barnes, and we catch up with them six months after the events of Avengers Endgame. So Sam, after being handed the shield and the title of Captain America, has renounced his responsibilities and continued to use the Falcon moniker. And Bucky, he's been working on unburdening himself from his life as the Winter Soldier. And then presently, there is this new threat. It's an an anti-national group calling themselves the Flag Smashers. And their goal is to unite the world without borders and share resources to the population who was not given preferential treatment by the Global Repatriation Council after the events of the blip. So in simple forms, after the blip, everybody came back and a lot of people lost everything. And refugee communities kind of lost the most because they were suddenly pushed aside in favor of, quote, the American population. Conditions were extremely poor and there was not enough resources. And the GRC was basically doing nothing to help this. If anything, they were making it worse. So to kick off the whole movement of the Flag Smashers, Carly, the head Flag Smasher, stole 20 vials of Super Soldier Serum for her like army of Flag Smashers. That's when they began to steal money, medicine, vaccines, etc. in order to level out the playing field. So now Falcon and the Winter Soldier are involved, as well as the new Captain America, John Walker, and they are trying to stop the Flag Smashers because the government sees them as a terrorist group, essentially. So that's basically what this series is about. And obviously more things happen than that, but that's just a quick synopsis for those who are unfamiliar with it. So let's kick this off right away. Which one did you prefer out of WandaVision versus Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Because they did come out at similar times, so they're going to be pinned against each other for the rest of eternity. Pretty much, yeah. Um, That is an interesting and complicated question. In terms of entertainment and creativity WandaVision was just more fun to watch you know in the last episode when we talked about WandaVision you know I had all my theories about the Scarlet Witch and all that however Falcon and the Winter Soldier was more important not only did it touch on the fact that no one in a million years expected there to be a black Captain America especially after 2020 and especially during the trial for George Floyd's murderer so it was it was more insightful and relatable in a sense than WandaVision was. Like I liked WandaVision a lot because it dealt a lot with grief and that's something that I struggle with and I think that it painted a a fairly good picture of it quite frankly. However, grief is something that everyone will experience no matter who they are. Whereas things like racism and being kicked out of your home via a war or government legislation like that, like I can't relate to that 
And there are many, 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 many people out there that also cannot relate to that. So it was nice to get, you know, at least a, a picture of it and, and be able to understand it a little bit better because I feel like they did a good job. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm white. Like, I'm a white dude. I can't, I can't say if it was good or bad uh, in terms of showing that. But it kind of just gave you some perspective. Yeah. I mean, like, I, you know, I try to be as aware of all that stuff as possible. But it, it like, that ending speech mm-hmm. that Falcon, that Sam gives. Yeah, the, the we need to do better speech. Was like just tied the entire season together for me and it just i don't know it just hit it hit a spot in my heart so i i gotta say falcon and the winter soldier friggin nailed it it did i agree with that i will say though that wandavision i think i again i think we touched on this already in, mm-hmm. in our previous episode but wandavision again the female characters dude i love seeing strong female characters the women yeah like <laughs> like not only wanda but like monica and darcy like they just kick ass even agatha she's yeah. evil but she's strong yeah she's a strong yeah. independent woman it's tough it's tough to say which one's better Th- that's the thing i don't think one is better than the other mm-hmm. this is like personal yeah personal preference and yeah. i think you can say the same mm-hmm. um i actually did like wandavision better yeah but that's that's very interesting that you said you can relate you can relate to the grief in WandaVision. Mm. Whereas uh I am biracial, my dad is Guyanese. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting for you to say that you can relate to the grief, but you like Falcon and the Winter Soldier better, but I can relate to the racism and I like WandaVision better. You and I both try to look at the world through other people's eyes. True. In order true. to understand it better. And I think that's just sort of amounted to that. Yeah, absolutely. One thing I do have to say is I think at least season one of Falcon and the Winter Soldier versus WandaVision, I think WandaVision will end up being the more popular one, which is so, unfortunate yeah. in the in a way because obviously Falcon and the Winter Soldier is bringing up a lot of relevant social issues and topics. But I think one of the ways WandaVision had the upper hand is because the MCU made it easier for the audience to feel for Wanda than it did Sam mm-hmm. And I think that's because the MCU has addressed mental health and trauma before. We saw it with Tony Stark and Bucky. So they've had time to gather information on what works and what doesn't work from, you know, the audience standpoint. Uh, Racism, unfortunately, is something that the MCU has just recently started addressing. Mm -hmm. We didn't see it with the Iron Patriot or Nick Fury. And Black Panther did an outstanding job of Black empowerment, but Mm -hmm. none of the racial injustice was really looked at. Yeah. So I'm not saying it didn't work. I'm just saying it has a long way to go. And this season was definitely a stepping stone. They made it very clear at the end of the show that they're going to continue with Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Uh, and I think I think it's just something that they can build on. And I'm really excited to see where it goes. Yeah, I like as much as I am excited for uh, for the next season. Why did they have to make Sharon the power broker? Yeah, I don't Is know. that part of the comics? No, like- the power broker is like a completely standalone guy. So I don't know why they chose to make Sharon Sharon Carter the power broker. That part didn't really make sense to me, though I haven't really like, one, I've only watched the season once through. So I'm sure if you watched it a second time, you'd pick up on things and little hints Probably. and stuff like that. But didn't really make sense to me. I think Zemo was more threatening I than thought, any villain. <laughs> I thought Zemo was the power broker at yeah. first. And then uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus came in and I thought she was the pro- power broker. Turns out she's just like part of the government. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, okay. I think she's she's um, she's kind of a puppet of the power broker because if I'm remembering correctly, the power broker and what they're calling the U.S. agent are connected in mm. the in the comic universe. That's very interesting. Yeah. So I think she's kind of just behind the scenes pulling strings. 
Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Is it possible that there is another character pulling Sharon strings? There could be. Is it Zemo? Sucker. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, there was that scene of him just in his cell in the raft, and he looked pretty I, pleased. First of all, that guy, I wish I knew his name. Daniel off. Brule. He is incredible. He always gives Zemo this, like, alluring quanti- quantity. <laughs> the other one, quality. <laughs> he gives Zemo this alluring quality that absolutely steals the show mm-hmm. every time. It was almost like Hannibal Lecter-ish. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like legit psycho, I'm smarter than everyone in this room Exactly, type of thing. yeah. And I, I love that. that <laughs> I love great. it. Zemo's one of my favorite characters in the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Also, he has killer dance moves, as we saw. <laughs> yep. I'm also glad that the mask made an appearance. Yes, Even though too. he took it off, but that's fine. Battlestar. <laughs> oh, I was so sad about Lamar. Dude. He didn't even get to be Battlestar, right? I know, but... It had to happen for John Walker to pop off and kill that guy in cold blood. That was Yo, an insane part. his friggin' head off, man. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things that I loved about this show, it 100% made me hate the new Captain America. And at first I was like, I just hate this. I hate this guy. I hate what he stands for. I hate that he doesn't understand the role and the responsibility that being Captain America comes with. But that was the point. We learned very quickly that that was the point. And I was like, oh, that's genius. They absolutely pulled it off. Mm -hmm. Because for the first few episodes, I couldn't stand him. White Russell did a great job I of did, uh, playing him. Oh, absolutely, yeah. People, he was getting like mad hate. I know that he was getting like death threats and <laughs> yeah. stuff. He was, people were so upset. People it's are like guys. Ruthless. It's a show. Like he's yeah. an actor. <laughs> yeah, no, he did a great job because yeah. that that was the point. You're supposed to not like mm-hmm. him and think he's just this entitled kid mm-hmm. who was just handed the role. I did like though that in that last episode, he did kinda ish redeem himself. Mm-hmm. Like he sort of like thought about going after Carly. Versus saving all the people in that little fan thing. Right, right, right. It was like a Spider-Man moment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I still have faith that he has some good in him. Mm-hmm. However, now that he's a U.S. agent, I think he's going to go crazy. He could. He could. Um, not to spoil anything, but the character of the U.S. agent, uh, yeah, kind of has a storyline where he goes a little bit crazy. So I could see that happening. However, it may not. The MCU is known to change things up. Um, but, uh, oh, time will tell. We'll see in season two. Yeah. Who is Julia Louis-Dreyfus's character even? See, that's the thing. Here, I want to, I want to stop you right there and just say this. Falcon and the Winter Soldier really struggled to, like, define things in the beginning. And I think that is because the creators said they made it, like, a six-hour movie. So that's why it started, it hit the ground running with that whole Falcon and the, and the plane scene. That was pretty cool. But then it slowed right down. Until the last two episodes. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. There's a reason why movies aren't six hours long. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. And Falcon and the Winter Soldier were chosen for a series because they don't have the blockbuster draw of other Avengers. So it wasn't enough to make a movie, yet they still wanted to make it like, wanted a, to make it like a six hour movie. It didn't really make sense to me. And that's why I think in the beginning and towards the middle as well, it was kind of like all over the place and mm-hmm. unclear. That's another reason I liked WandaVision over... Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It's because because WandaVision was set up episodically with clear endings and conflicts within each episode. I think that kind of wrapped things up more for me after each watch through. Whereas after each episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I felt like it was still unfinished, which is sometimes a good way to get your audience on the edge of their seat, right? Uh-huh. But I don't really think it hit the mark in this case. Yeah, I, I was... Uh, we were talking about recording this episode and you were like, oh yeah, it's only six episodes. And I was like, 
Why? That's horrible. <laughs> like that's uh, like why not nine? Like WandaVision. Because mm-hmm. then they could have done an episode explaining John Walker and Lamar Hoskins' backstory. True. And they could have done an episode where you get to see more of Sharon being mm-hmm. the power broker, apparently. It could have been anything. Yeah. Like they, they may have wanted to make it longer and due to could have been COVID. Could have been COVID, yeah. could have been budget issues. It could it could have just been the way it was supposed to be. Just a six yeah. hour movie. It, and yeah. I feel like if you watched it all at once, if you took the day and watched it beginning to end. It will be really great because it would be like watching a movie. I think I might do that. Now that I know that it's supposed to be like a six-hour movie, I think I might do that. Yeah, I think if you were to do that, it would be great Mm -hmm. because you get the whole thing beginning to end. There would be no lulls where you're waiting week to week to know what happens. That's just the really one of the main differences between WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, I will say too, like for a show with a super soldier and captain america as well as fake captain america john walker and then also the flag smashers who are all super soldiers (laughs) the action could have been done a little better yeah in my opinion true there were there were holes in it i i will admit i do think that there were like highlights as well though oh for sure the fight between bucky sam and and john yeah that was really nuts i think maybe that's why some of them were I don't want to say worse because they weren't bad, but I think yeah. that's that's why some of them were worse than others because it wanted to highlight the really, really good ones, right? That's a fair point. That's a Like fair point. The, the one that you just talked about. I also loved the one part that sticks out to me from the fights of that show is uh, Sam blasting through that helicopter and taking out the pilot. That was insane. Oh my God. That was incredible. When he threw the shield and it bounced off, I was like, oh, that didn't work. And yeah. then he just poof, right through the thing. I was like, oh my god <laughs> that was so this dude cool. is way more crazy than steve <laughs> yeah straight up, straight up he could have died like, like five yeah, times like he, that. also i forgot to mention this earlier the fact that sam is not a super soldier not only did they highlight all this crazy stuff that affects millions of people mm-hmm. but they also showed that a regular dude could be a hero like sam is not a, he's smart sam is super smart mm-hmm. but he is not a genius like tony stark right he is not a super soldier like Steve. He does not have the Hulk like the Hulk. The Hulk. <laughs> he is not a god, and yet he holds his own arguably better than Bucky does. I would agree with that. I love Falcon. I love Sam. I think he's super cool. I love everything he stands for, and I love Bucky as well. Oh, that conversation where like after Bucky gets arrested in the very beginning, and then him and Sam go into that room where they do the <laughs> they get all close and kind of almost scissor each other. Can I just say how funny that was with the legs? Their chemistry is They're, off it's the untouchable. charts. It's untouchable. Like, it it's really is. Charts. It's so, that was so funny. Even the scene where it's like, can you move your seat up? No. no. <laughs> That's, per- like, that is perfect. Yeah, and, and anytime they're like fighting and quipping back and forth to each other as well, it makes me laugh so it, hard. Like, watching them as their characters, but also. Like when they're doing press tours and they just go off yeah. at each other. These dudes were born to play these roles. It's so <laughs> like true. Literally. Such a good casting call. Their dynamic reminds me a lot of Captain America and Iron Man. I almost want to say I like it better than Captain America and Iron I Man. I definitely like it better than <laughs> Captain America and Iron Man. It was the leg scene for me. It was just so funny. Yeah. When they're like getting closer and they're oh, like, yeah. really, 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 we're going to do this? Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, they and then they close. also had like a really real talk that, after that. That conversation where Bucky's like, and if he was wrong about you, that means he could be wrong about me. Mm-hmm. I was like, Pff. yeah. 
damn that's like one of those conversations that friends keep from each other for so long and then it just all cards are on the table never will they ever be more bonded after yeah that. yeah yeah you know what i think my favorite part about this show was the relationship building between mm-hmm. the two of them because they were so at odds and then even after steve gives sam the shield and then they fight over sam giving it away and then they finally get the shield back and they're having that conversation at sam's house and they're training with the shield mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a really impactful conversation as well. That's the thing about this show. There were a lot of really good conversation moments. The script was very well done. Yeah. I mean, Bucky's always been like probably my favorite character Mm -hmm. just because he was so, you know, he was the only guy that befriended Steve and then, you know, and then he friggin' got caught and then he was rescued and then he friggin' quote unquote died Died. and then he (laughs) came back and then he does all this stuff. It's like. And he's been through a lot. He's been through the brainwashing yeah i can't even begin to imagine mm-hmm. not feeling like yourself that's nuts and then he finally gets to be a little more himself when he's at at sam's house helping fix the boat that was i love that I, oh i loved like those montages where they were fixing the boat and then at the very end yes i loved those where, as well where bucky's just holding the kids off his arm oh, talking he's, to sarah he's, and he's the... trying to impress her of course <laughs> i want him and sarah to get together Me too. so bad could you imagine sam as his brother-in-law that would be golden (laughs) oh it's actually interesting i just want to go back for a second to something you said previously uh it's interesting that you said bucky is able to be himself because it seems like sam's struggle was actually going in the opposite direction which i didn't realize until you just said that because sam is given the shield so they're assuming he's like captain america now and then he renounces that title because he feels like He feels like he's wearing a mask. Like, he's like, I can't be myself. I can't be a black man and Captain America. Mm -hmm. Can I just say Isaiah? I was going to go there next. (sighs) What a character. For anybody who hasn't seen the show, just so this lines up, because this is really important. Isaiah Bradley was a super soldier during the Korean War. And then he was imprisoned and tested on by the government in Hydra after the U.S. government feared the ramifications of having a black super soldier. So... He was another Captain America. Yeah, he fought Bucky. And then because he failed a mission, he was imprisoned and then tested on for 30 years until he was until his death was faked and he relocated to to Baltimore. So go on. Okay, you said that Sam felt like he was going to be wearing a mask, like he couldn't be a black man Mm -hmm. and Captain America at the same time. And I think after talking to Isaiah that first time alone, not when he was with Bucky, I think that made him understand the importance of being both. Yeah. Forget wearing a mask. Be you because that's what Captain America is. Mm-hmm. Like Steve was just Steve. He didn't care about what the government wanted. He didn't care about like whatever. Mm-hmm. He did what he thought was right. And even from the very beginning, that's what Sam's been trying to do. He gave away the shield because he thought that that was what was right. And then he picks it back up because he thought it was right. I think that conversation with Isaiah made that so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was definitely a huge character building moment for Sam as well, Mm -hmm. because basically the guy who was in his position last said no self-respecting black man would ever pick up that shield. And Sam walked away from that conversation and chose to make Captain America his own Captain America. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Captain Falcon. (laughs) Captain Falcon. Um, And not only that, that conversation, um, but I loved the conversation at the end and I, I honestly wasn't sure how this was going to go because from Isaiah's standpoint, he ignored him. He mm-hmm. did exactly what Isaiah told him not to do. Yeah. But he goes to him and he almost asks for his blessing by saying, we built this country and bled for it and I'm not going to let anybody tell me that I can't fight for it. 
that was an incredibly strong moment. And that set the groundwork for the new Captain America. And I can't wait to see what he does when he faces all these boundaries. He's he's going to jump over them. I hope he can jump over them, leaps yeah. and bounds. It was in- incredibly timely release for this thing to come out. Oh, couldn't have timed it better. Yeah. Like, literally, could not have timed it better. And then he gets the, the museum thing. Yeah, that was a huge moment as that well. That was super important. Because there is so much Black Eraser in the world. And the fact that Isaiah, in a fictional setting, was one of those people. And then in the end, he got his place. That was incredibly important. Mm-hmm. Because that is what so many people today are in our real for. world are fighting for. I also want to say the scene where directly after the first time Sam meets Isaiah. when Bucky The takes cops? Him, Dude. Yeah. So what happens is Sam, he's talking to Bucky and he's he's agitated, obviously, because he's upset that there was a black super soldier and it was hidden from him. He didn't know about it this whole time. And that really made you realize how isolated he felt in the Avengers as a team. They have this conversation and Sam is clearly upset. Bucky's trying to calm him down. And then, wouldn't you know it, cops show up. And they surround Sam and one goes over to Bucky and he goes, is this man bothering you? And Bucky's like, no, you know, like I know him. And Sam is saying like, like he's also like, get away from me. Right. And it's just like a very real situation. And that was a huge moment for me. Like we were actually, we watched that episode together. Tilly can attest to my reaction to that. Like I was like, oh, oh, this is like, this is really real. Mm -hmm. That could have been my dad. It could have been my uncle. It could have been my cousin. And I'd be beside myself if that was one of them. So that was like pretty eye-opening mm-hmm. for for me. I'm glad the the MCU made that move and decided to address this in such a harsh and real way. Mm-hmm. There was one small detail that I noticed in that scene. They came to save Bucky as far as they were concerned, those cops. And yet he was the one that was up for arrest. Yeah. But also... The, the detail that I noticed was that during that whole, like, that kerfuffle, they're asking for Sam's ID and whatever, and Sam's like, no, no, you don't need it. Mm-hmm. And then Bucky's just like, just give me your ID. Yeah, because true. Because he doesn't understand. And it was such a small detail, but it was so... Yeah, that happens on so many accounts mm-hmm. every single day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I'm angry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, let's move on to something else. Yeah. <laughs> I hope they can keep this up. Yeah, I hope, I hope, well, there's a few things I hope. A, I hope that um, the power broker thing is explained a little more. Sharon's a Carter. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense, but it was a loose end that they haven't tied yeah, up yet. So I do want to see that. I also want to see, we're obviously going to see John Walker again as the U.S. agent, but I want to see what that means. Yeah, I... Honestly, I I love him as a character and I love Wyatt Russell. I think he's doing a great Mm -hmm. job, but I hope he doesn't really last too long. I hope his story gets explained. He has some growth and he doesn't linger. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hope they don't sort of wear him out yeah, as yeah. the sometimes good, sometimes bad. Because mm-hmm. there, there's so much going on. There's four endings. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I hope that they, um, they don't put too much emphasis on the U.S. agent and take away from the social issues and Sam and Bucky. Because I think that's really where the heart of the show lies is yeah. Sam's Sam's struggle and now hopefully succession. Yeah, that was going to be my, my third thing. Yeah. So I want to see, I want to, I hope they don't 
Like, I hope that the the fact that they're touching on race and and as well as uh, the refugees and all that, I hope that's not just because of 2020. I don't want it to just disappear. Yeah, you don't want it to be like that. the MCU and Disney just exploited the whole thing. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Because then it would be... It would t- completely take away from season one everything yeah. they've built. So yeah, I'm I'm in agreement. I hope that they just hit the ground running and keep it going. Oh, I do just want to add before we wrap up, it's not that I disliked the Captain America suit on Sam, like the the design. I hope it grows. It could be better. It could be better. <laughs> I, it, think, I uh, feel like that was maybe like a prototype. You know what? Actually, that's a good way for Wakanda to come back into the picture. True, true. All that vibranium. It's got to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It'd be cool to see their design. Mm-hmm. I did, however, like the way they incorporated the Falcon wings. Yeah. He wasn't just like putting on Steve's old suit. <laughs> that Yeah. I'm very glad they didn't just copy paste. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. I mean, that was the whole point of the. We've talked about it already. That yeah, was the whole that point little, of the Yeah. <laughs> true. True. Yeah. That was the whole point. He wasn't just picking up where Steve left off. He's, yeah. he's forging his new path. Yeah. Which is, I think, what Steve intended. Yeah. Yeah. Well, looks like we have forged our way to the end of the episode. So thank you all for listening. I mean, this might be my favorite episode. Yeah, we've touched on a lot of really, really, really good things on this episode. I feel really good about it. So that being said, uh, we say this every time, but now more than ever, we mean it. Yeah. If you guys have your own thoughts or opinions or you would like to tell us what you thought of this episode, please shoot us a message or an email or interact with any of the posts we make about this episode. We would love, love, love to get some conversations going about anything that we talked about. Listeners that have either voted on our polls or interacted or commented or or shot us messages about what we've talked about shout out to you guys you guys are helping us stay motivated so of course as always our links to all our socials are down below if you want to shoot us an email it's thegeeksquaredshow at gmail.com our inbox is a safe place for you guys and if you like just feel free to say anything we would love to just interact with you guys yeah that's what this whole show is about we're geek squared we would like to become geek cubed and exponent four exponent five exponent six until we become the vision until we become the infinity stones put together this has been the geek squared show the show where we talk about the things that we talk about have an awesome week an awesome month Uh, wait we'll see you next week Mm -hmm. until then i'm emma have an awesome month anyways we'll tell you again and that's tilly (laughs) goodbye segue ever <laughs> probably usually we're just like well, well that's, that's it. it everybody okay i need to i need to like